to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 92 of Free Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Lear and today I'm with... Colin McKay. Just the two of us today, Colin. Just the two. Cozy two. Jill's here as well. She won't, she won't see anything. You si- silent partner. Silent partner. Yep. Um... Yeah, so where are we again? We are in the Raven yep. uh, in Glasgow. Is it called? Is it called the Raven after Edgar Allan Poe? We, we have discussed we'll, we'll, this many times. Um, I'm going to say yes, I love Edgar Allan Poe. Have we it? had a conclusion, but we've not have we? No, because it does reference like the crow's nest and stuff like uh-huh. that. So it's like a ship as well. It could be that. Also, they have got the kind of rigging up as well. Yeah, right? I'm, yeah. I'm really confused about it because it does. It gives off like a, a Poe vibe, but then it gives off a, a, a maritime vibe as well. And it's got Boston lager on the wall, which yeah, is Poe's yeah. from. Boston? Did he sail on a ship called the Raven? No, he's born in the... No, he had a book called The Raven. Yeah, a story but, called The Raven. Um, we'll have to ask that question again. Well, we pose that to The Raven. Find out why you call it The Raven. Why you call The Raven? Yeah. Give us your leg right another pub they called it The Hope and The Clockwork and stuff like that, so I don't really see any common theme. Yeah. Strange, isn't it? Very odd. We'll find out. We'll find um, out eventually. If one anyone cares. After drinking here for like nearly <laughs> three years, we'll maybe find that out. Pause yeah. yeah, but we're in The Raven. We're in The Raven. Let's go. What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> oh, I'm drinking... Um, it's got a ship with the soup it's called. Oh, I've forgotten now. N1 Paleo. N1 Paleo by Hamilton. Hamilton? Hamilton. Hamilton, not Hamilton. It's a London brewery. Um, I think it's Hamilton. It's it's not very fizzy. Do you know what? I need need a portable soda stream so that I can (laughs) fizz my my own beers. (laughs) The only man Um, still using a soda stream in this day and age. Soda streams are awesome. It's one of my fondest when I was a child. (laughs) Manny had one. We were too poor to have one, but Manny had one and we'd just go and we would fizz fizz piss if she let us. (laughs) Let's fucking fizz. But it's a a nice blonde kind of. Look, but it's not very gassy. Um, It's got a blonde aftertaste. What are you drinking, sir? Um, Because I'm recovering from my flu. Which is not well. I'm not well. We might hear the voice tonight. Um, if, if, to be honest, this, this flu would have killed most mortal men. Think so? I think I, so. Think you, you're, I survived. You've rose above it? Oh, absolutely. You are. Doctors are yeah. calling me a medical marvel. We're going to use your blood as an antidote for this. Essentially, for yeah. Captain Trips. Ah, uh-huh. is, is what's happening. That's basically what it is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm only drinking fresh orange tonight. Vitamin C. Vitamin C. You're getting your Keep scurvy is being kept. See, a nautical theme tonight. Scurvy's getting kept yeah. at bay with a vitamin C. We're in the Raven. There's mass everywhere. <laughs> Um, so we'll start with some, again the usual as we always do some non-cinema viewing have you watched anything of interest at home? Um, the, the only thing I've really kind of watched is um, I finished off to The Man of Born that, that's us finished another, another 70s, 80s classic box set um, but we, we were watching it all night and it was what we thought was the penultimate episode and it got to the point where they proposed to each other and it just very quickly cut to oh they're married now mm-hmm. and we thought there was one more after it tying it up and it turned out that was the last one right. so last night we were getting oh let's watch the last one and then we were going to put it on and it was like oh did, did we watch the last one already so what shit American, or what shit British TV show you going to go for next I don't know I'm, well we discussed watching Oz so I might kind of Force that one. Oz on. is not. No, no, I think we're done with the British ones. Okay, fair enough, right. Because I don't, I think a lot of the kind of 70s, 80s British ones are shit, and there are a few gems in there, like the ones with the good life and the one suit. A lot of those. That, that probably divides opinion more, more, Aloha, than, more than you great. like to think I it is. Think um, no one, I've not anyone who did not love a low low. But I, I think those two we've watched were like the, the kind of really, really big hitters. Um, stuff like bread and stuff like that is maybe a bit more divisive, so I don't think we'll delve into things like that. So I think, I think we're done for now. Okay, that's yeah. why you've watched at home? Yeah. How was that's that's it, I think, yeah. And the movie you watched at home? Oh, oh, great. Oh, yeah, last night I watched this. Yeah. Uh, Mandy. Mandy is a fucking head fuck of a movie. Mandy was in our top ten last year. Or Man- this year, sorry. Mandy is nuts. Yeah, Mandy's it's, crazy. It's, it, it, it's fucking... I I'm trying to think out the script. It's like, it's like a movie split into two parts that emulates a visual rock opera. Mm, yeah, I agree. From yeah. the seventies. Yeah, yeah. But it's set in the eighties. Very eighties themed, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah in nineteen eighty six, I think it is. It's set in um, Nicholas Cage is is bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's going but, full Cage. But but there's an empathy and a pathos for the character, though. He goes full Cage. Um, it won, you know what I mean when he's in the bathroom. Yes, yes. But it, it's one of those times where he, he empathises, and you know, it's like he's overacting. But do you know what I mean for a purpose? Oh yeah, he's. he's I don't think he's overacting because. He wants to, or he feels he has to. I feel that's the direction he's been yeah, given. Yeah, because it's cage, he, he kind of goes cage on it, but it works for that, that yeah. particular occasion. It's, it's not what it will get mocked, but you shouldn't mock it. But it is like, wow, man, I feel that shit. Do you know what I mean? And it really works. But then the, the director does all this crazy shit with lighting and colours and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and 
it's just fucking bizarre. So the first half is like this psychedelic kind of love trip almost. Yep. That then slightly turns into a demonic Hills Have Eyes movie. Yep. That then turns into a fucking a full on gore fest horror yep. movie. Um, and it's just bonkers. And it's it's bonkers. I enjoy it for that element of it's it that it is nuts. that it is totally crazy. Um, it's one of the I think it, it, it definitely divided opinion. People will either love it or hate it. It's not one of the ones that everyone's going to watch. I think you need, you need to be patient because you know yeah. there is if you're not willing to sit through that first forty-five minutes, it's chunky. It's like two hours long. Yeah, you're going to miss. And it, I think it does. It gives you a good character build-up. Do you know I mean you do feel for the characters in it? Uh-huh. Um I didn't really recognise anyone out with um, Nicholas Cage and Bill Jukes. What about um, Andrew Riseborough? She was in it as well. I don't really know her from much. Oh, she's not lost her. Yeah, really good. I, I, I was kind of looking up. And I, I'm not sure. I've seen a lot. Or I remember her being in much. She's in Oblivion. She's in Birdman as well. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't remember for these films. Is she a kind of bit player or? She's one of those people who's a really good, solid actress. She's in a lot of stuff. And Death of Stalin as well. She plays Spokana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battle of Sexes as well. Um, she's in a lot of stuff, actually. She has, she has a yeah, but, uh, Mind as well. Um, the, the, the bad guy, who was he? The, the kind of... Uh, Jeremiah Linus, character. Linus Roach. I don't know who he was, but I, I felt he was very much at times channeling a, a kind of Michael Parks. He's um, a young Thomas Wayne in Batman Begins. Oh, right, okay. He's also in Coronation Street. Uh, he popped up in Non-Stop as well. Did you get Michael Parks from him at times? Because Michael Parks vibe to it, yes, I get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I think I could do with a voice as much as anything I mean, he else. goes for it. The, the mm. guy gives a performance and he almost outshines Nicolas Cage, which is not fucking hard to do. I think when he's... a guy like Cage brings that amount of energy to a yeah. film, if you don't bring the same energy to it, yeah. then you'll get lost. You've in... got to try and match uh-huh. him. But no, this boy, you know, he holds, he holds his own. He doesn't quite upstage Cage, but he does, you know, he does give him one for his money. Ah, definitely, yeah. Which is good. But, um... Yes, some of the some of the deaths were unique. Yeah, different. Mm-hmm. Um, the the axe was quite magnificent. Yes, I kind of want one. Yep. I don't know what I'd do with it, but you, you know, want one? You have the wall. Yep. Po- yeah. yeah, possibly. If I can hunt squirrels with or something. Um, well, somebody's all from the Glasgow. We just walk through the town with that, and people, people will get all your respect. Um, I was reading up the the axe was designed on uh, the the. the a metal band Celtic Frost it's one of their album cover designs was it yeah, so it's based <laughs> on based on the design of that so there was a lot of kind of I think 80s kind of heavy metal band references in there and you know that was definitely a, a subculture of it right, okay. um, I think the, the kind of bad guys were kind of made up kind of like that as well yeah I thought it had almost Mad Maxine feel about it, some of the, the as well but then right so I didn't get the, the very last scene I'm tired of calling now right so uh, it goes Star Wars but it pans out and you see oh yeah like moons and planets and stuff so is it set on another planet I didn't really understand if I was meant to think that or not I was really but I'm, I don't know what is it almost is. like kind of like, like the R.L. Stein type of ending where it's like you sort of just throw something well, completely no, random it just kind of pans to the sky and there's like um, a moon and a planet and stuff like that mm. like, like a big planet like, like you know like fucking looming planet mm-hmm. not far away so oh. it would imply that it's not a different solar system it's not ours yeah, yeah but I wasn't sure of, I don't know did it just what it looks looks like a rock album I don't Aye. fucking know I'm, I'm genuinely confused by the end of this film um, but overall though it was, it was a fun ride it's a trip it, yeah. it was a fucking um, is it a one time watch though no I think I'd watch it again and as I was saying earlier on I'd, I would to, I, I don't do drugs anymore um, okay. <laughs> I would like to watch that film on drugs <laughs> I don't know I think I could have scary proposition watching that on drugs I, I think it would be quite, quite it work. mind opening yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely because you kind of do feel oh I'm a bit trippy already do you know what I mean drugs and yeah. I think on drugs it would be quite fucking fantastic I think in the cinema it would look spectacular in the cinema yeah yeah, yeah totally totally yeah. but it was shot on a kind of grainy film isn't it it's made to look so he, he's kind of got I a very particular look and style that he's, he's working to as well it is unique yeah and we'll give him that and it's hard to be Anything fucking you know other than me. The guy, the, the guy reminds me a bit like um, uh, Lathamos, the guy who directs like stuff like the Lobster. Yeah. It's definitely like he has a singular vision to what yeah. he's doing. It won't go for everyone, and it, a lot of people will reject it out of hand. But for, if you if you embrace it, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, time. definitely. And it's good that there is still like, original out there. There are a few directors that think, you know what, I'm doing my fucking thing, and yeah. you know, fucking fuck he's all for not liking it I'm doing it and they'll, good. They'll, they'll all disappear soon when Disney buys everything but eventually, yeah, eventually. they're still out there yeah yeah. but uh, Mandy was a good watch if I was to rate it I would give it a solid out of 10 yeah. so I really enjoyed it as well yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I've watched at home I finished off because I had the flu yesterday was Sex Education on Netflix the Gillian Anderson 
Ava Butterfield um, show, where basically she's Gillian's a sex therapist, and her son's like a very repressed boy because his mum's a sex therapist, and like, what, you know, you've got to beat that down a little bit. Oh, okay. um, so he starts becoming like a sex therapist for the school, essentially. Like all the kids in the school come from all their problems. He's like a love doctor. I can't say, yeah, yeah but, um, but he has no idea what to do himself. He's just sort of doing it all from a very technical point of view. Um, it's set in a British school. Um, uh, sort of American, British school done in a very American style so they're all wearing Letterman jackets they're all running these clubs and they all have these cleats and stuff it feels very American but in a, a British sensibility is to that it. intentional? I think it's very much it could not be intentional it seems very intentional is it English Anderson or American English Anderson? English Anderson Actually, everyone's playing British yeah, yeah. the school just happens to have a very sort of it's a, it looks like a British prep school but they're all playing like American high school yeah it's very it's, yeah. it's kind of weird it's kind of like a, a hyper reality almost like yeah. Riverdale type thing right um it's very funny, very well done, quite, quite smart as well, quite clever the way it moves. It's only eight episodes long in a series. Right, okay. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's, it's some good character arcs in it as well. And uh, compared to something like, say, something that was out, 13 Reasons Why Season 2, which tried to do so much fucking stuff that you end up going, like, I don't know a fucking clue what's happening and why it's happening. And you think, like, you maybe just pick a lane and stay in it, try and just do one thing rather than do 50 things. This does cover a lot of ground but it gives a, because it's only over a short period of time it does enough with each element that you feel that like you've got a full bodied story throughout the whole thing Is it lined up for a second season? Yes it has been yes. Is, is there scope for a second season? Yeah definitely because yeah. he's only in like what say fourth year or something like he's 16 so he's still in a couple of years of school Right. Um, the girl he likes is he's with a girl who he likes and there's another girl who likes him and it's, sort of, it's, it's got like a, a teen romance drama thing in it as well Is so. it subtle humour or is it in your face kind of canned laugh humour? There is some there's some funny lines that that work on you and will make you laugh out loud and then there is some sort of there is just the odd like you know just a guy with an erection and he trousers kind of yeah. joke you know you're like ah that's still you yeah. know what fuck it that still works in it yeah. dead right in context still, in works, context yeah. it's, it's still a funny joke you know so it's still got that kind of stuff in it as well but no generally it's eight like you said eight episodes they're only about forty five minutes and fifty minutes each tear for it everyone everyone absolutely works it as an individually they all work as episodes they're all very funny they all have a point and structure to them and as an overall eight episode arc totally works as well is she still scully to me is she always going to, to be me, she'll always be scully yeah. yes always i think yeah i think so as well i think that's she's a great actress i love you she's not the main role of is a butterfield or is a butterfield the guy yeah he's the main actor she just happens to be like his mum and she kind of flips in out of it but when she's on screen she's Jillian Anderson she has she is, she's it, awesome I suppose Scully was such an iconic role didn't it you, you know can, I don't suppose a role can define someone to but on to the cinema viewing so the biggest release this week is the first film up which is a film called Us directed by Jordan Peele who last two years ago broke all sorts of barriers and ground with Get Out mm-hmm. which for it he was nominated for Best Picture and he won Best Original Screenplay I think, I think so yeah. 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 Um, so the plot of this one is, is I'm going to try and stay away from the plot too much because I think to say too much of the plot about it ruins the film. But essentially there's yeah. a family go on holiday. Well, on holiday, they be, the house gets attacked by people who are essentially their doppelgangers. Yeah. yeah. And from that, the story unfolds from there. Yeah. 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 Um, In the film, you've got Lupita Nyong'o. She plays the mum. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Winston Duke. Do you, you know she's Maz from Star Wars? Uh-huh. Yeah. Maz Snacker. Yeah. yeah. Um, Winston Duke, who plays... He's in Black Panther. He was also in Get Out. He was a comic relief in Get Out. No, he wasn't. Is he not? No, no. no friend. He's not the friend. No, no, sure. Absolutely okay. sure. Yeah. He, pl- he plays the guy in Black Panther, the, the one who... The kind of oh, yeah, he's in Baco. In Baco, yeah. yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Moss is in it as well. Who's Elizabeth Moss? The, white, the only white girl in it. The friend who's drunk. All right. Asked Lorraine her at this as well who she was and I didn't know who she she's was. She's in The Handmaid's Tale, she's in yeah. The West Wing. Lorraine she does to me as well and really, I had the I same blank look. I've got you the actress well. Uh, <laughs> you've also got Shada Wright-Joseph who plays the daughter and Evan Alex plays the son. The son, yeah. So that's the kind of main cast of the film. Uh, what do you think of it? Just quickly back to Rewind. Um, so the director, I didn't realise that, that he was quite a perfect actor as well. Jordan Peele? Yeah, I'd, I'd never really heard him until I seen Get Out. I yeah, thought he was him just a, a director. He was him him the show. friend... Uh, Keenan Keyes? It's not Keenan Keyes. Keenan Peele was the yeah, name of the show. They've done that film Keanu. Remember the one about the, yeah, the cat? Yeah, was that him? That was him, yeah. Fuck me, yeah. see this, is, I, I didn't realise this, but I was looking up with Andy Bean, I was like, he's been in a lot of shit, and I thought he was just famous for Get Out and nothing else. Apparently he, he did well with the comedy stuff, people liked him for the comedy stuff, and at one point he went, I've got an idea for a horror film, that was Get Out, and he went to uh, Blumhouse. Blumhouse went, yeah, fine, like, we'll go give, for you, it. give yeah. you, what, eight million bucks, go, go make it, go make it, and he makes a film that basically became a cultural phenomenon, Yeah. and that's why we're so excited about this follow-up one, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, as a follow-up, so... 
I don't think it's fair to compare it to Get Out. I agree. Because I think it's it's a different movie. It's totally it's, different film. I think Get Out is more of a straight out horror. This is sort of it's it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has got the the social commentary there, and it took me a while to figure out what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it instantly, but uh-huh. it is there. Yeah, it's there um, definitely, yeah. I had to have discussions with, with Lorraine about kind of so what was the underlying social commentary, but it was there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, as a horror film, um, yeah, it, it kind of works. It's, it's not a jump horror, and there's it's no kind of jump scares and stuff like that, nope. but it is a horror movie, and it kind of pays homage to a lot of horror movies a as well. Stuff, a lot of stuff from The Shining is in there. Yeah. I think it plays a lot to The Shining. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Steve, Stephen King generally is in there, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's, just, it's never, like I said, no jump scares, but this continuing sense of dread. Yeah. So right. you, like you, like you're waiting for the penny to drop if something fucked up has happened. Yeah. Yeah. And you know something messed up, you might know how Which to unfold we'll it. speak about soon because I want to touch on that. Um, but in essence, it is not not quite, almost kind of zombie, and it, it kind of does go apocalyptic, which yep. I think maybe slightly ruined it a wee bit. I think, think so. I think they could have seen the like, yeah, small scale. You think? St- yeah, see if they just left out the last ten minutes of the movie. Right, okay. Where she goes down. Ah, yeah. Right, and and just kind of left it as and yeah, there's doppelgangers. They're going to fuck you up. Don't need to know why, because you know you've got to leave. I still don't think you. Really, I don't think you really still know why. I think it's, you've kind of got to a point you can understand where it came from, but not understand the, the question of no, why. I, I think very ra- much. No, I think it wraps it up quite well. Otherwise, I know because I think I, I think you gave too much at the end. It's like you know, here's what happened. Here's here's why they are. Here's why they're doing it. I'm like, I don't need to know. I was happy with the fact that they were there doing it. I just, I just didn't need like. I'm, I'm the kind of guy. I'm happy to, to just like yeah. I, I'd have been quite happy with you know. The, the double girls turned up and, and, and hunt them down. And I'd have been happy with that just ending, do you know what I mean, 20 minutes before it did. I'd have been, I'm not saying the ending's maybe necessary for some people, but for me it's just like, yeah, I'm comfortable. You, you were unhappy putting out 20 minutes. Yeah. See, I, I'm, I've looked at it more like it's, because he's doing the Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, it yeah. felt like a really good Twilight Zone episode, in which it leaves you in a world where the world is not fixed at the end of it. You know, the problems that were happening are still there. And I like that idea, like, so it's not wrapping everything up, but it just sort of gives you this, it gives you, the, it almost gives you the opening, the sort of, it, it basically gives you the opening two days of what essentially it seems like, a, seems like almost an apocalyptic event. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was going apocalyptic, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And the idea of not knowing what happens after that is to me really interesting. It's no, like, uh-huh, no. I like that idea, like, because... I would happily go into that world and, t- and, and show it 20 years of using gold this is what happened. It's like, oh, that's interesting. It probably is something that, that well, I dare say in the next 5, 10 years get picked up as a TV show because, mm. you know, the, the, unfortunately, unlike we're talking about directors and stuff like that and originality, TV at the moment doesn't have a lot and everything's just a recycler. Yeah. It's been, you know what I mean? So oh. it probably is something that will... There you go. Ah, we've mean. done other... Been, Bloomhouse has done all TV shows, basically. stuff have done, obviously, um, The Pudge. Mm-hmm. TV show, so yeah. this this does strike. You know, this does strike. You can obviously see this event unfold in different parts of the country. Yeah. There's also no representation. This is happening all the time. It might only be in America. Yeah, it's, it's only it's in America. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So you don't know where it's, where it's all happening. So yeah. I, I dug the idea. I, I get what you're saying. You, I think if you cut the 20 minutes out at the end of it, it wouldn't have been a bad. It wouldn't have made the film worse. Yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. think leaving it in makes it worse either. I think it just gives you, you a different it? read. I think it totally works for me. Yeah. Um, what, I, what I liked about it, right? So certainly I liked before we got into the bad mm-hmm. shit was. Um, the, the, the dad was funny. Funny as hell. I mean, he, 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 he pitch perfect. He was, his performance was just perfect. Bang on, yeah. He was you know, just at this big match with it. It wasn't a big match with it. No. And just chuckle after chuckle. Um, it was really, really good. I mean, didn't try to put on his big bad voice with a baseball bat and stuff. It was silly. It was, he, was, he was really, really funny. And he's such a big, imposing lad. He's, you know, he's just he looks like a huge man, but oh. yeah, he's just a big idiot. Yeah, so, I you know, think... I, when I looked at him, I, like, I saw a wee bit of, essentially a dumb wee bit of myself in, in him. Yeah. Like, I am this, I am this big, big dumb, I'm, I'm, I look physically imposing. It's like the first one to die in the apocalypse. Oh, <laughs> like, I look like I can be physically imposing, but in reality, I will run from any fight. You know? it's like, I no the, it, it was really, every line he had was fucking gold. He was yeah. funny, funny guy. He's a, a bit he's lying in the bed waiting for him, and he's like, sitting there, like, yeah. wanting me to yeah. like, And he's like, come on, he's like, you know, nope, this is not happening. <laughs> um, the the, the humour in it, um, Talk about you were touched about as you done the, the, the kind of key show that he done with uh-huh. his pal, and you can see he's got a flair for comedy because oh, you know, yeah. despite I mean, it, it kind of takes in waves, you know, it's like horrifying, 
and then you're laughing oh. but at the same time you're like this, this, this is horrible <laughs> yeah. you know, this bad shit. I mean, I'm, I'm chuckling away um, he's got a real flair for comedy yeah. um, and Get Out had its comedy moments yeah, yeah. I feel well. this, is, this, this does lean into the comedy more than Get Out oh yeah for sure yeah, particularly the scene sure. with like in the second house yeah that, that was really when the music's playing and stuff like that, and it, yeah, and it's that sitting at the table, stuff yeah, like that, that yeah, leans right into it. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. Um, the, the daughter was really good. That was good. I thought her th- doppelganger was the fucking most horrible. Every time you seen that, that smile, it was yeah. like, oh my, I, I want to kind of move back in my seat. I thought the young boy was good in it as well. He was horrific as well. Yeah, I thought the Peter Youngo playing the mother was also excellent. Yeah, because she's, she's a um, and she way she brought different tones to both. Like when she starts speaking as yeah. as the doppelganger, Kennedy basically. Like, oh my um, god, that is absolutely horrible. She, apparently, she, she modelled on his voice, Did Robert she? Kennedy's voice. Did uh, she? Yeah, that's wow. where she got the, the inspiration, and it's modelled on his voice. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. You're right. It's two different characters, the same person, but yeah, she she gives each one their own character. Oh. Their own, and you're like, you know, what a fucking what a good job she's done on that as well. She's yeah, brilliant, brilliant actress. Sorry, on you, sir. I'm kind of raving about. No, I mean, I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought, like you said, I totally agree with. Apart from the the, the, the ending part, I, I don't think you're saying that ending was bad. Mm. Just you didn't need it. You were I just happy. I just didn't think it was necessary. That was all. Yeah. yeah. Um, the final reveal in the film, which I thought was very obvious from the start. Yeah, I don't know if that was intentionally obvious. Yeah, the hands thing. Well, the mother. Oh yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so like, you're kind of thinking. I think. I think. I think. I think and then it goes and goes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I don't know if that was like he's almost given that as like. If this is a twist that people would only put in a film and they go, this is so clever, look at the twist we've done. And he's going, I'm not making this as a twist, I'm just showing you like what you think is right. Yes. I've got other shit I'm going to show you elsewhere that's yeah, going to blow your mind he as well. didn't think about yeah, uh-huh, yeah. He didn't realise this, he didn't realise that, but yeah, you've got this. You've got, um, and, by, and by you knowing that one thing, you think it's smart and clever, but in reality you're not that you're smart not and clever. Really, yeah. Yeah. Um, it did raise... There was plot holes um, and questions that, that I can ask myself and I, don't really know what things like um, so there's upstairs and downstairs I'm trying not to spoil it mm-hmm. upstairs and downstairs right whatever upstairs does downstairs uh-huh. does mm-hmm. um, but it only seems to apply when it suits the movie to apply yeah, it does. do you know Absolutely, what I mean yeah. and I was a bit confused with that like well how come they need to do it but, but they don't and I mean, that yeah. I was a bit and I, I kind of get you're making a movie it's got to move and you've got to sacrifice things but I, that, that one was like a kind of weird one for me mm-hmm. I was like I don't Inconsistency. Yeah. But I think yeah. most horror films will have that inconsistency yeah, because yeah. Like, you have the stuff like why is everyone run upstairs, why do they do this, why does no one do that? It's like yeah, it's always good. Open the fucking door. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Um but um the other thing that really pissed me off, spoke about this before on the podcast, CGI fire really annoyed me. It's something that still don't seem to get right, isn't it? It's it takes me out of a movie. It I agree. really does. I was sitting at Lorraine and she's like, she didn't notice and I was like, oh no. It, it really jarred me. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it doesn't ruin the film for me because I, I come to explain to you, but I'm with you. CGI fire or something. It's a bit like CGI water to an extent something as well. Yeah. Some, yeah. If you don't get it right, it looks very wrong. It, it looks... Like computer, yeah, Aye. which takes you, takes you out of this this that grey moment, realism yeah. that they're trying to portray. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, so that that kind of made me sad. Following that, enjoyable. Following that is a really enjoyable film. It's solid eight out of ten. You think if this was, I would say get it as a, as a ten out of ten. Nine, perhaps. Yeah. Nine, ten. Mm-hmm. If this was made by anyone else other than Jordan Peele, would it be seen as the greatest horror film of the last twenty years? Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think so because it's up against things like the Babadook and stuff like that. There has been some some decent horrors. How do you feel like it, it, I think it's definitely in the top five. Uh-huh. But if, it, because it's his second, for people are almost expecting that that get out moment. Yeah, and it's not quite. It's not get out. It shouldn't be get out. It's supposed no. to be a different film. Yeah, but people are going to always compare it to it. Is it set in the same? Do you think they share a universe though? I think they do. Oh, I never thought of that actually. Yeah, because I mean, when you think about it. Mean they could. There's yeah. no reason why they shouldn't. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like, and yeah. they've both got that kind of, you know, like this, this doesn't happen, does it? And it's like, well, yeah, and these it does. So that's why I'm thinking, is it, is it the same universe? You know what? If they come out years to come and said like all my films take place in this universe, I would like Cloverfield. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It, yeah. It's not. It's, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's Twilight Zone. It's, yeah. It has all the stuff from the same universe that obviously yeah. I mean, it doesn't detract or take away from it. Not at all. I think maybe it, does. It, it gives it. I think it's if it is, I think it's good that he's building. This is this is my playground. You know, oh. it can. So, does you think we'd be set after Get Out? If we're gonna do I it? don't know. 
probably before going by the time frames on it. I don't but if you know. go before then, people people would have mentioned it and get out. Remember that time all the fucking doppelgangers came back and cut the sound. Remember? That it depends how well contained it was by the media. Nah. nah in my universe. <laughs> <laughs> and also the other thing I was thinking is, and I hope not. I hope I'm fucking wrong about this. Are we going to see another Shireman? Is this guy going to do three big movies, dip out the fucking picture for ten years, and then come back again? No, I, I don't know. He doesn't seem that kind of guy. He seems like a guy who's got a lot of ideas and a lot of, and he doesn't seem like a guy who's a one-trick pony. I mean, yeah. say you want the Shireman, he was about. He had that one trick of like I can do a really interesting twist in a movie, yeah. and all on that, he didn't really. Have, I mean, he didn't really have that much going on with him in terms of the film. And I think uh, not split. I think um, with the most recent one in Glass showed that up yeah. that he doesn't have a lot going on that he can build on yeah. whereas these felt this film I, I felt like a guy with, more, with stuff to say and I would be surprised if he suddenly dropped off the cliff in the third film I hope not I, I do hope not it's like I feel that I don't ever want to, to see come to realisation but uh-huh. I really really hope not because no. I think it's he, he's a great talent and it'd be a shame if it was just Too I don't cool. know if people just get bumped out because I mean to, to keep that that I think a high level of consistency must be hard though. Yeah, but I think the fact he's done this film and it's been so good that gives him always a pass for the third one because the second film out of the gate is always the toughest. Because yeah. everyone usually loves your first one. You know, if the first one's a massive hit, you know, everyone's everyone's waiting for the second one, and if the second one doesn't quite hit, they'd be like, uh, wasn't yeah. good. But this one is people going, That's a fucking good film, an excellent yeah. film. So the now the excitement building for the third one that you know, because he's, he's done it, he's in a role now. It's like Tarantino. Tarantino followed Reservoir Dogs up with something actually shit. He didn't. He followed up with Pulp Fiction. Yeah. You know this. Guy, and that gave him the. Yeah. Aye, so it did motivate to keep going and keep going. Um, this one, I think, much the same. It, it, Get Out was brilliant. This is equally excellent, and it just, it just builds on that resume. This guy can do what he wants, and also, you know, he can do comedy. So he makes us go do a comedy film next film. Yeah. You know, which would be nice as well. Uh-huh. Um, outright horror comedy, just you know, yeah. go for it. Man. He could just go full Sean the Dennis with it yeah. if, he want, if he wanted to, and you feel yeah. like his audience would probably, I'm thinking, would go with him on that. Which um, Lorraine had actually touched on that, um, which I never really thought about, was um, the, the scene in the house where there's there's music, uh-huh. good vibrations, yeah, and that whole. Doing something like that to a soundtrack like that. Very Sean of the Dead yeah, as totally. well. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, that, that's another interesting point. So what would you give it out of 10? Um, 8. I'm a so, 10. Solid, 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 solid 8. 8 out of 10. And again, I think the plot holes. See if it tidied up those plot holes for me? Mm. Pushing towards a 9 very easily. Yeah. Drop that last 20 minutes for me. 10 star 10. Yeah. 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 But still definitely worth watching the cinema. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a bad film in any yeah. fucking way, shape, or form. Excellent um, film. Yeah, yeah. Very good film. Next up is a film called The White Crow. Which I've not seen yet. But you want to see, so I've got it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But you're going to show on it, aren't you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, directed by Ralph Fiennes, who... Is it it Ralph or Ralph? Ralph. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. He doesn't like being called Ralph, does he? Don't fucking call me that, you fucking commoners. Give me my posh name. So he's spelled like Ralph, though, isn't it? It's spelled like Ralph, yeah. It's Ralph, Ralph. Um, he's done a couple of films in the past that no direct. Why isn't it was, like, was it Rafe Waits? Yeah, I'm fucking Ralph Waits. Don't get me Rafe, you bastard. So, <laughs> the other two movies that he did was one called Corleanus, which was a sort of a Shakespearean film with him and Gerard Butler. Sounds like Corleanus. I did a little bit, yeah. But it's actually a really good film. <laughs> it's really good. Set like a sort of Shakespeare tone in a modern setting, like at, at war. Um, does he do Shakespeare dialogue? Oh, I wouldn't yeah. like it. No. But the thing oh. is, Gerard Butler's a shit actor, but see when he does Shakespearean stuff, he actually plays it really well. Yeah. He has, he does it somehow in a way that... Yeah. He's got a pathos to yeah, shout yeah, he, to me. Do you shout Shakespeare loud enough, it sounds better? Ah, Because it's like Brian Blessed and yeah. Patrick. They could shout to you, do you know what I mean? Like fucking Timothy, what's his face, Dalton. Uh-huh. Quite shout to guys and they do Shakespeare really well. I think they just shout it and stuff. Sort of, sounds really oh, good. Amazing actor. Um, that's film Sorry, everyone, I've just insulted. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Who do like Shakespeare. <laughs> he done Invisible Women as well. Um, so in the, that? I think he was in it again himself. The Invisible Women? It's all about... Um, I think it's Dickens having a relationship with someone really oh, young. Oh, it's not the Invisible. No, it's not Invisible. Woman, no. It's not a sequel to the Chevy I, Chase film. Disappointed. <laughs> so you've been it now. You've got to see that film. It's a fucking an 1800s period piece, and you expect to see something going invisible. <laughs> fucking Claude Rains taking his bandages yeah. off. Hell yeah. No, not that. Okay. Um, so, what this film essentially follows the career of you, who's your name? Uh, Rudolf Nureyev, who was a Russian ballet dancer. Yeah. And he wanted. He was basically. Becoming the greatest ballet dancer of all time, yeah. and, and of, his, of his era anyway, and possibly yeah, of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's set during the Cold War, and it goes on a trip with the Moscow Ballet to Paris. Um, well, in Paris, he starts to sort of see the decadent West, the lifestyle for that. Um, the film sort of shows in multiple time frames his rise to the top, yeah. and also his eventual kind of 
something called decline when he starts to sort of question his Russianness and wants to defect from Russia to the West, the West. Uh, rather than back home. Um, and the film we've got Oleg Ivenko, it's his first movie. He's a, I, think, I believe he, he may actually be a dancer well, or yes, an yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, Ray Fine said in, a, in an interview, he said he had two options. He either gets a dancer who can act or an actor who can dance. And he said it, was, it felt like an easier option to have an act, a dancer who can act because there's so much the film takes place in the dancing world that to try and trade it up that would, would be possibly inefficient. So he's in it. Uh, Ray Fine plays sort of his uh, mentor and trainer. Um, Lewis Hoffman plays a, a sort of um, love interest for him and possible best friend, or really sure. And I can't pronounce her name, but Adele Exapalopoulos, who from, she's in Blue is the Warmest Colour, the, the, the lady loving drama from a few years ago. She plays um, a, 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 sort of a love interest as well in it. So, um, I, I found it, it, it's close to two hours long. Yeah. The first hour and 20 is exceptionally slow and tedious. How come? Is it? Is it? I mean, is the plot moving, or is it just a lot of dancing? A lot of dancing, but also it feels it jumps between three different, two and three different time zones at one time. Right. The time frames, and um, there was times when you're never entirely sure what time frame you're in because it, the same actor plays him all the way through, and he doesn't really age that much. Because he's like he's obviously yeah. he's supposed to be like early twenties in the film, when he's like fifties, sixteen. So. You don't really know what time you're going to I'm thinking, where am I right now? You're trying right, to okay. like, yeah. I'm in Russia, I'm in France, where am I? So that kind of threw me for a while. It, 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 it made me throw it a bit. The structure of the story a little bit jumbled for me. Um, also, it, it's playing it off as like, sort of, it's trying to be like a sort of sports film in a way, so like him sort of his rise to success through the top. I don't know a lot about ballet, so I didn't really know what was doing it, but it was never, it's never played, it's never, there's no one ever says at one point, you need to do this, and if you do this, you'll be the greatest in the world. Type thing, right? So, if I'm watching, say, for example, um, even something stupid like Blades of Glory, mm-hmm. right? They set it up with that move that they want to do. If they do that move, then they'll be greatest. They, they'll win everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. They don't. Uh-huh. Ha- so I'm like, going, I don't know. I don't know much about ice skating, but I know if they do that, that's important. Even the Margot Robbie one with um, what's it called? Itonia. Itonia. Yeah, the triple axel. The triple axel yeah. thing. So they do that. And you're like, oh shit, right? So that's what, that's what sets her apart. There's not. I don't know what sets this guy apart to begin with. Other than we go say he goes, oh, he's amazing. It's like, oh. Why? 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 I don't, I don't really get it. Um, so very tedious and very slow open out. It takes a long time to get moving. The final thing the minutes is sort of that's the moment they start to try and defect. And it's all it's all set in the airport as well, and it's all surrounded. It's all very much, you know, you can't, we can't do something until you do something, and if you do something, they might do something. So it's all, it gets a Can bit. Can Yes, it's very sort of very Cold War espionage type stuff. That bit I liked a lot. I thought it was, it, this works really well as a film, um, and it, it did get really tense. It just, it, but to get to that point, it was a long fucking wonder to get to that well, point. And it just, it just didn't interest me at all. Does it, would it help to have an interest in Bali? Or d- does it give you an interest in Bali? Does it, it does not give me an interest in Bali. No? I think if you maybe know the world, maybe you'll, you'll be able to understand the world better. Like, maybe you know what, what, why what he's doing is important and why what people are saying about him is important. It doesn't give me much context for that. And I don't think every sports film has to give you, you know, the sport inside out. But you have to let me know why this is important, and this film doesn't let me know why something's important. So, I think, from what I know of, of Rudolf Nureyev, is um, traditionally ballet dancers usually start kind of five, six, seven years old over late bloomers yeah. uh, from early age. I think he didn't start dancing until he was 14 or 15. Yeah, they do, they do touch on um, that, yes. In the space of two years, they basically became, you know, yes. you, you surpassed. Everybody, yes. Everybody. Yeah. So there was this natural ability as well. Mm. Um, d- does it give you that from the movie? It touches on you, that. Yeah. It, it, does, it does mention that. But again, it doesn't make that important enough, you know? Yeah. And that was the problem with it. I just didn't understand why what why? he was doing was so important. Like, I get the fact of a Russian dance troupe going to France during the Cold War is important. Yeah. But they didn't build upon that at any point, other than the fact that you know, he's been watched when you go out to clubs and stuff like that. But it's like, well, what would, what would he be doing? Why would he be doing it? What, what's... But was it, was it not gay clubs? Was it, was no. Going, um, no see, I was... So I think... Right, so, going back to what I know about it is, um, and we spoke about a soft mic, is um, he was homosexual. Or he bisexual at the very least. I think, I think he was initially, yeah, but then, you know, okay. homosexual d- 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 later on in life. Um, you were saying the movie doesn't really... It touch. definitely touches the point that he has a... He is definitely... Um, homosexual in some way, but also make sure that you're aware that he also likes women as well. 
Yeah. But it does make the point that he's liking a woman is maybe perhaps um, because he doesn't want to admit that he's gay or he doesn't want people to know that he's gay. That's definitely there because he's at one point he's sleeping with the, the wife of Ralph Fiennes, his like, sort of dance mentor. And you do get a sense that he doesn't want to do that, but if he rejects her, then it will open him up to question her. Questions, yeah. 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 Which is, I guess, a saying more about the time communism in yeah. Russia as well. Uh, we've Russian now is yeah. much the same. Yeah, yeah, yes. But as far as I know, I think, I think go back to the kind of whole getting followed, I think he frequented gay pubs and haunts quite a lot when he was okay. in Paris. Um, and that's why he was under surveillance and this was all reported back and stuff like that. And, you know, so I think that it just seems like they've kind of skirted a lot of this kind of stuff that, that maybe would have made it more interesting, maybe. Agreed. I don't, I don't know. It felt there's definitely an interesting film there. I just, it just there wasn't enough in, it, in this version of the film to make it interesting enough for me. Is it an elitist film? It does feel a bit like that, yeah. yeah. I feel like some people who are very into film, I maybe say, or people who are very into this world will enjoy it a lot more. They'll, they'll see it as a very highfalutin kind of yeah. drama. I just found it very dull. Very boring? Very boring, and, and I checked my watch more than I probably should have done. It's never a good never thing. Never a good thing, yeah. I But it's in the seat. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And I've seen other films where I'm, I'm not in the same way, but I've seen other films where I've, you see a BBC and it's like sort of. Like, for example, we saw Mary Magdalene last year. Yeah. Which clearly could be in the same vein of like, this could be something that's going to be very highfalutin, very sort of boring, could be very sort of, of classy cinema to an extent, but me and you were totally engrossed with that yeah, for the whole way through it. This is engrossed. So. Compared, right, this isn't silly, right, but bear with me. So Billy Elliot right. makes ballet accessible uh-huh. because it appeals to your working class nature. Correct, yes. This appeals to upper class? Is that the difference? Yeah, right? and maybe it's only for ballet fans because like, he, he does come from a working class background. He's yeah, he, yeah, he, he born a train, Poverty, I said. Poverty. Yeah, yeah. That gets pushed aside very quickly. Yeah. And you could have made a film about the fact that you know he wants to um, defect his family back in Russia, they're going to get killed or they're going to get ostracised for him defecting. Yeah. They don't ever really move on to that. They just say it to him and he's like, oh, I mean, I'm leaving anyway, yeah. fuck you all. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. Shame. <laughs> you think? Yeah. And I think, well, um, cinematography, give me that. There must, be, there must be good songs. Okay. So let's, let's go for the highs first. Highs, performances are excellent because they're yeah. all good cast. Ralph Fink's obviously excellent. Um, he does show decent acting chops. He shows you got something about him, so no problem with him at all. Is, what else can he do, though? So he's, he's well, a dancer the, who's dancing. acted in a film where he's a dancer. Well, there are moments where I mean? he's not it's... dancing when he is playing off against Ralph Fiennes, which is right. in itself impressive. Yeah. Um, and against other good actors. So he definitely he's got a bit of... He is talking Russian throughout the film. Which... Is he Russian? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, you know... Is he, I always want to go with actors who speak a different language. Are the good actors or am I just, just impressed to speak a different language than me? Yeah, that's your native tongue then, it's going to... Yeah. Uh, so anyone who's, uh-huh. anyone, anyone who's Russian go like, he's fucking stilted as anything, he's wooden as anything. I'm like, oh, look at the emotion you get in Russian. So, I don't know. But generally cast very good. They're all, they're all very convincing in their roles. Looks beautiful, looks fantastic, as you'd expect from a guy like Ray who works in that medium. He knows cinema. Yeah. Um, so, though they're excellent, just the, the overall story and the structure of it, just... Pacing sounds like a big pacing issue. Pacing was an issue. The, the structure of it, you know, the, the multiple time zones, that kind of moved me a lot bit. I didn't understand what was going on a lot of time sometimes so yeah just it felt a bit, a bit of a hodgepodge a bit of a, a bit yeah. messier than it should oh, have been oh out of 10 sir 5 really yeah oh, I'm so excited to see this I know I'm sorry man <laughs> no that's ok um, I, I kind of I, I do know it's not going to be you know a fast moving film but I, I kind of know what I'm going for anyway I'm kind of you know I, I think my expectations are probably slightly different from what yours maybe were I think the way the, tra- the way the trailer portrayed it to me was it was sort of an Argo type British Spice type movie where Almost, it's, yeah. That's what the trailer shows me as. And it's absolutely not yeah. that. And that's where we're disappointed. It's not showing me what I'm, I'm expecting from it. Is it going to be an Oscar contender next year? No. No, not at all. The fact it's out now tells you it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely cool. not. Cool. Okay. And last film of the week, which is one that's on Netflix. I think it's yeah. yeah. Small cinema release. Um, it's called The Dirt, which is directed by Jeff Tremaine, who did Bad Grandpa. And Jackass, one, one two, two, three, four, and also five. a film called <laughs> Angry Sky. Have you ever seen it's about a guy who jumps out of the plane at like on the edge of space and back to Earth? That crazy German guy. Didn't I know the guy. You mean to yeah. see the film? Yeah, well. a documentary about it. That was nuts. That did was you crazy. ever see that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it on YouTube and I was uh-huh. like, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. jumping from like, the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. just going for well, like, well, documentary about him called Angry Sky. Really interesting documentary. Watch that. Yeah. So the plot of this film is very simply: it's about the rise, rise, and then the debauchery of the. Motley Crew back in the 70s and 80s? Or 80s. 
All um, 80s, yeah. All 80s. All 80s, yeah. And basically right from being a garage band to being superstars and all the shit that went through their lives in yeah. between that. Yeah. Um, in the film you get Douglas Booth. Who, who does he play? He's the main guy in it. He plays Nicky Six. Nicky Six. He's yeah. in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. He's an actor. It's very, he's a very handsome kind of stereotypical English, English actor. You know, kind of preppy boy. Definitely a preppy boy, yeah. 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 Um, you get Ewan Rahon, who gave it from Game of Thrones. Yes. Who does he play in this? He plays Mick Mars. Okay. He was, for me, the standout performance. Okay. Uh, you get Daniel Weber from uh, 11, 22, 63. He's in uh, Punisher as well. Who does he play? He's Vince Neil in it, the singer. Singer, yeah. right. And you've got a guy called Machine Gun Gun Kelly. Which I think is a, a much cooler name than this prick deserves, I think. Yeah. Um, he's in Bird Box and never. He was playing Tommy Lee Tom. How come everyone knows Tommy Lee? Because he played the Pam Anderson and had the sex tape. I think that's, I think a, that's entirely that's it. That's yeah. a, okay, cool. Uh-huh. Fair enough. That's a good he, answer. Good answer. Is, the rest of the people I know the name, but I could not pick them out of the lineup. Like who, I know who, who, are, who yeah. they are. Yeah. I know who Tommy Lee is because of because of that. Because he was, he had a life beyond Motley Crue. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But the other three guys don't remember. Come, I like no, I just wanted, I was just curious um, to, to know because right. So I'm I'm. You are the 80s guy, as you can tell, you knew the names of these people, so you, you're, a, you're an 80s I, man. Yeah, and, I mean, were you a Motley Crue fan? I was a huge, Motley fucking Crew. huge, mo- I've had t-shirts, I had... <laughs> You've a leather jacket with your... I had all that, I might have had a leather jacket, or at least a tasseled one anyway. With the kind of band pants on the back, with the big... I don't think I've had that, but I'm sure I had a, a few t-shirts, posters, and I had all the, not albums, cassette tapes at that point okay. in time. So I was a massive, massive fan of Motley Crue, um, okay. listening to them... All day long, every okay. day, and so, you know, for years and years. So this is the film that's aimed at you then, because you're, you're uh, on the back list uh, already. Yeah. yeah How yeah. do you read the book it's based on? I've not, sadly, okay. I've really not, but I kind of don't want to, and I do, because um, I was saying to you, we were talking about this other any time I read, like, a kind of rock icon's biography, I'm always underwhelmed, like, okay, is that it? I would argue that if you need to go, you want to read this one, because this one is one of the few, but it's pretty much as fucked up and crazy as you imagine. Yeah. It is very much... Everything's laid out there, they don't really hide names, they don't really yeah, hide shit. No, so, like when I read Slash's one, it's like, you know, I think the tagline was, you know, just because it's crazy, I mean, it's not true. When I read it, I was like, man, yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing there that I wouldn't expect. No, like that that yeah, lifestyle, do you know what I mean? And I was a bit kind of overwhelmed, and I'm kind of worried that this would do the same for me. I'd say give it a listen. Um, what do you think of the film? I enjoyed it. You enjoyed um, it? Yeah. Now, did you enjoy it for the film, or did you enjoy it because of the, the nostalgia of it? Both, I think. I think at times it did dip a wee bit, and you know, th- 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 there was a couple of times where you always like, hurry it along, hurry it along. Right. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, obviously nostalgia, because you know, every song you come in, I'm like, fucking yeah. love that song, or you know, or, like, I remember this song, I remember that song, and I remember kind of hearing that about him, or this about him, so it's just a constant kind of me reliving 30 fucking years ago for myself, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. 35 years ago. Um, for that, um, I think the boys done alright in their parts, um, it's particularly <laughs> the Game of Thrones boy, um, who played Mick Mars, who's like, as they call him, he's a fucking alien. Who was Mick Mars? Mick Mars was the guitarist for the Swordback. Yeah. Right, okay. Right, and, and I think he got his kind of weird, odd character perfectly. Okay. And when you watch that boy in Game of Thrones, you think he's never really going to come out of that mould of being the fucking Bolton boy that tortures people and plays them. And then he does that, and I'm like, fuck yeah, man, you know what? He's he he yeah. he an actor, not yeah, just one role. Yeah, you know, he, he's kind of went for it. Um, the rest of them I thought were serviceable. Um, was Ozzy serviceable? It was. I think the problem with Ozzy is Ozzy's a caricature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Also, his um, accent was Australian for some reason. It was a weird accent. Yeah. It almost had a bit. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not quite there, but yeah. it's like it's a bad verse to Ozzy, but you can tell us Ozzy. Um, but I think Ozzy's a caricature, and it's probably hard to get anyone. Well, was it? If I can play Ozzy, I think. Because but I thought it was weird, but they had like the Heather Lockwood story in it as well. Yeah. She looked like Heather Lockwood. That was that was good. She yeah. did look a bit like her. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. But I thought it was odd. You've read the book, I've not. So advantage to you, sir. But uh, for what I've been reading, is there's a lot of shit, a lot of shit in the book that's just glossed over, um, particularly rape allegations stuff like that. So yeah. there's a lot of bad shit that you're yeah. thinking, you know, come on, don't. This, this is my one of my form of the film. The film paints these guys as just... It tries to be a little bit mean to at times, like, you know, that line of, don't leave your girlfriend alone with Motley Crue because they will fuck her. Yeah. That's kind of him indicating, like, oh, if, you know, they'll do it because they're so... And almost by a certain point of this, they're so charming, they'll fuck anybody, and they're, 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 so, they're, they're so charming, 
your girlfriend will not be able to resist. Yeah. And they, they have to sit for. Yeah. But I think the reality of the situation was that they put a lot of women in a lot of situations where they, they, you know, that were bad. Weinstein before Weinstein uh, yes, became what it is yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Which was yeah. still past. I think so. Past it was rock and roll excess. Yeah. But I think there is a, a line where it maybe wasn't rock and roll excess. It was something a bit. It was worse than that. Which is kind of a shame because let's fucking bring it up to current events now. So Ryan Adams. Uh-huh. Is, is currently basically been rightfully so I would say vilified for his treatment of, of females and stuff like that but these guys are still selling albums and if they're a tour I tomorrow think, I think people the, going, going I watch think the them. difference is that Ryan Adams was basically the Ryan Adams allegations are that he was doing it in order to get people he said if you have sex with me I'll put you in front of someone who can get you a record deal from what I'm gathering from the Motley Crue stuff they never had that they never gave yeah. that promise they going I want to, you want to fuck me because I'm in Motley Crue and I, and I want you yeah. to it was never yeah. there was never a quid pro quo there yeah. but yeah. how they went about getting what they wanted at times may have been less than but it's nice. just it's just not confusing me but it's kind of funny how some people are kind of held to account for their actions and others yeah. aren't do you know what I mean? I think this kind of Motley Crue still does now leave a bad taste in the mouth because when I watch it yeah. I am watching it through a certain prism of now and I'm thinking, these guys, like, are they heroes? You know, and, and I, think it, yeah. I think the same way people watch, if you watch Wolf of Wall Street, for example, and you see the DiCaprio character in that film as a hero, then you're fundamentally reading that film wrong. Yeah, you're, you're missing yeah, the point. Missing yeah. the point. And I, I can um, feel with this one as well. If I'm watching the film, I'm going, like, yes, the lifestyle they let look fucking, it looks insane. It looks kind of mental. You know, you get into all the drugs, you get into the drink, you get, you get all the girls watching. And there's a lot of girls who wanted them as well. There's no doubt that. Oh, yeah, yeah. groupies got Groupies wanted yeah, them. Yeah. So it looks like a fun life, but then it does shade over the darker side of, like, no, they're still not nice guys. You know, yeah. when they're destroyed hotel rooms, they're doing it just to be cunts. Yeah. When they're throwing stuff at windows and destroy people's cars, I don't just just to be pricks just to be asked because yeah because it can and actually yeah hedonism to its extreme oh, it's just happening you know you see the, the, that the, the, the scene in it when it goes the day in my life off and it's like yeah. it's, and it's from his point of view I think it's Tommy Lee to do it ah uh, yeah and so what you're an arsehole yeah, you're, yeah, you're you're do. yeah you do yeah. because nothing it's actually one of the few times the film where you do it, it kind of makes you feel like you know you're an arsehole oh. whereas the whole film you maybe should feel like that uh-huh. um, Andy watched it as well who sometimes joins us and he was a huge crew fan and, and yeah that's what he said is you know like at no point in the film do you feel like you know like, like you are bad people you know it, it ends with this triumph ah, and, a, and a, you're yeah. like whoa whoa and even that got me as well killed somebody yeah and got 30 days in jail he, yeah. he's not even like sort of like on, he done he killed him he killed him yeah, yeah. Um, there was a say that there is rape allegations in the book that was glossed over uh-huh. by you know let's hitting you know yeah kind of physical abuse um, drugs and stuff like that yeah. but the, the question I would pose to any kind of honest person out there is if your life was in that direction and you had access to those excesses uh, would you? I don't know who would I, say I, I get, do you know what I mean? Most people would probably say no to that yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I absolutely understand that yeah. but I feel that a film like this yeah you can enjoy the head this moment but you've got to have a PS. I mean, it, it basically glorifies them, and uh-huh. in the end, it says, "Yeah, and they're still going strong." Do you know what I mean that's what it does? Uh-huh. You know, and it's just fucking punch air. They're still going strong. You're like, "Whoa, yeah. what about this shit? You're to this bad uh-huh. shit, don't you know?" They're still yeah. going strong. Like, like it's, whoa. Aye, it's like it's um, the Frank Turner line was it the um, "Fuck you, Motley Crue, for charming us with excess and excess." Yeah. You know. Yes, it worked for them to a degree, but there has to be a, a comeuppance to it. Yeah. And the comeuppance to it was, you know, they were in rehab half a dozen times. They did go through what I think, well, they all through at least two or three failed marriages. Mm. They have all got daughters or sons who they basically are estranged from. You know, they've, they've all got wounds and things like you know, yeah. physical ailments because of this. Yeah. You know, they. But they're still all stinking rich and you know, living their life does it, does it, does it show that bad side? You know, the idea of like yeah. you know. Going, you know the Star is Born shows rehab and stuff, and not a particularly nice place, it seems like a yeah. tough place to go to. This is a show rehab, and anyway. it's basically a show we went to rehab and we fucked our way through. See, it, it does celebrate, and at the end, it, it does, you know, there's this we win mm. attitude. And which goes back to like the Ryan Adams things and stuff mm. like that. It's like, you know, there's accountability yeah. now, do you know what I mean? So, why why does it not, why is that accountability not a blanket? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't, that, that makes me a bit angry. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I thought the performances of all the actors were absolutely. You didn't like I, it. I, did, did I thought they were all as wooden as shit. And I How thought, come? Just. I just thought that you could tell about the script. 
printer, yeah, they didn't seem to embody what they were looking For example, you watch Almost Famous. You watch Jason Lee, Billy Currup, and I've never I, seen it. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You embrace it, they're a band, and you get them as a band, and everything seems feels like a band saying it. This felt like four guys with lines trying to know what it's like to be in a band and trying to sort trying to find that and not finding it. They probably were fucking like that though, but do you know what I mean that that's probably you know what what they were is for didn't feel good no, when they're saying when they're saying the dialogue it didn't feel natural. Naturalistic. Ah, ah, it felt yeah. like, it felt like you can see a guy off off camera with cue cards going mm. I mean I don't think some Douglas Booth was Sir Spores, I say I thought the Reef and whatever it did, the, the Welsh boy, I'm going to assume he's Welsh because of that fucking name. Yeah. I thought he was a standout, but he had the, the least to do in terms of dialogue. Yeah. Is that why? That's I why, yeah. I, I don't know. As soon as know. anyone opened their mouth, I'm like, oh, this is just this, this chronic. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I thought the direction of storytelling was just really uninspired and lazy. Like, and what we talked about a minute ago, like, you know, you could have made a film like this with more accountability. Yeah. And it doesn't do that. Behind because the four guys were all involved in it heavily, that they can't really show a darker side to it. Yeah. They almost want to show this, like I said, triumphant way. Yeah. And because yeah. of that, it doesn't do anything really of any interest with the storytelling. I guess that is. I mean, I suppose ultimately the rock and roll is like, fuck you, we win. And that's, that's what it, it ultimately yeah. it is. You know, at the end, yeah, we win. Do you know what I mean? We're not the crew and we're not dead yet. Here's our movie, you know, and here's all the cool shit we've done, and we're still fucking rocking. Yeah. And it's like, but no, that's not the cool, that's bad. You know, who's who's pointing the fingers at you? Yeah, no one. Um, saving Grace for the film, I'm not a huge fan of Motley Crue. Like, I, I know I can only really tell you one Motley Crue song that I know the words of. Oh. I know other songs, but I don't know them. Like, the only, one, only one I know is Shout the Devil. That's the only one I really know inside and out. I like that song. What, what I, I don't know. Was, I know they've done girls, girls, girls. Yeah, which was weird because they smoothed over that completely. Yeah, yeah. Which was that was like probably the, the biggest hit. Yeah, the, just the probably the, the that and Doctor Feelgood was a defining point. I know you Doctor Feelgood. No, I love that album so, okay. so much. I, I do love the music. Okay, I know the music is for what it is. It's a very enjoyable listen. Yeah, much like the Amy Rhapsody, whereas the film is not great, but the music. You know what? You can the music go. You, you know everything. It's a familiar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it, I suppose for me, as I'm, I'm slightly glossed over, I, as much as I can see, what what I'm saying about it is, you know, it's, it's bad what they've kind of done with this oh. movie, but for the 14 to 16 year old Colin, he was enamoured by seeing his heroes at that point in time doing that. You could easily make this film with, let's say, Zeppelin in the middle of the road. They had equally light of, or the Who, with equal light of excess and craziness. Would you enjoy the film as much? I'm going to say no if you don't like it. Probably not. If you don't like those bands as as much. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I was thinking though is uh, we've got this, which does seem to be kind of quite probably favourable on the review side of things it's probably sitting up five which okay. I guess is favourable um, Bohemian Rhapsody uh, so it is opening the door I think for music biographies we've got the Rocketman coming out as well how long before we get Springsteen stuff like that I, I think it's a good thing because you know, it's going to start seeing more films made about stuff that, that we maybe want to see do you know I mean like Springsteen and I think the only man who can tell Springsteen stories Springsteen so I'll be happy to never done it Hugh Jackman could play Springsteen easily Hugh Jackman could but I don't yes. think I think <laughs> I don't think I have, I have always had real issue people playing a role when the person's still alive yeah. because you're, you're, people are you're not allowed to defend you people you know, they're, they're a bit more tread careful. Uh-huh. But then, the, what was it? What's all got to do with it? That was quite kind of what's and all. The one behind all bus. And that's, if, if you can if you can get a what's and all one, and I'm all for that. Yeah. But as soon as you make these sort of ones that are brushing over key events and key moments, because because you don't want the person yeah. on the screen, yeah. and also also it rewrites the history because then there'll be a generation who people watch Bohemian Rhapsody who grew up thinking, oh, so. Queen went from this to that to that, and he was he happened to be gay at the end. Go no, Freddie was always no, fucking yeah, gay. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, yeah. I know, and, and like the ace thing was a wee thing. Though, the ace thing was a huge thing. You know, um, apparently yeah. that's now getting beaming raps to his uh, Chinese release, but cutting all the gay parts out of it, which amounts to maybe about thirty seconds of the film. Which is a yeah, it's a real shame. There's an issue there, isn't it? It's just you know, bit famous. Even Rhapsody was cut the gay bits out for the British audience as well. Which is, yeah, get, again, why? Because the audience who are watching the Rhapsody are people in their 50s and 60s who love Queen as kids and as young adults 
they don't want to look at Freddie as a gay man who had a giggling gay lifestyle. Do you know what the problem is? That this is why we're in this shit Brexit. It's people like this. Yes, right, it is. There you go, like that, yes. I am putting two and two together and cutting up with fucking four. Right always, now. Always fucking Brexit. <laughs> um, out of ten, we're going to give this one. Um, it's a really tough one. Um, the, the, I think the, you're the same page as me, just you liked it because of the music. And because, again... The kid that was me oh, liked it, but, but if you watch it as a film in itself, you can see the problems with it. And yeah, I think that the, t- the, the kind of message it gives at the end leaves a bit of taste. Young Colin, who loved Mark the Crew, loves it as an eight out of ten film. Uh-huh. Colin now grown up and older, who sees morally the fucking yeah. flip side of that shit, would give it a five out of ten. So you're gonna give it a roughly a six and a half. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I'm giving it a four. You make it so simple, yeah. sir. A I'm four? Four. I just didn't. I did not no, enjoy it no, at all. Come. Um, like I said, I can get the music people, and I get why you like it for the nostalgia and the music. But the film is still, I just found it utterly dire. I just, yeah. I really struggled to watch most of it. Yeah. I think it's supposed to do with the acting. Acting and directing, I thought we Net- Netflix terrible. originals again. They're, they're not hit miss. I think so far the only Netflix original I've had any real faith in is Buster Scruggs because it's Home Bros. Yeah, which is. Netflix, Netflix sort your shit on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, when you see this film directed by the guy who Bad Grandpa and Jackass 1, 2 and 3, you kind of knew you were at. And it felt like a Jackass episode at one point, you know, felt like that. The hotel room stuff like uh, that, yeah, there was points, you know, yeah. the, the talking to the camera, you know, I mean, stuff like that. And also, yeah. because the camera did feel very consistent at times, like, I like the fact they do it in Wolf of Wall Street, but it's only one person talks to the camera. It's only the cat pool. Yeah. This one, if you always talk to the camera at some point, it was there's too many narratives and too many narrators, yeah. which is a problem, which I think is probably a problem. Anyway, that is us for this week. Um, next week, we're still out, we've got Fighting for My With My which Family. Which I'm so worried, it's still out. The fucking reviews for this film are off the charts and we're missing it, dude. We will go and see it, it's still yeah. out, we're going to see yeah. it. Um, five Feet Apart is still out. What's, right, That's the this show. comes across to me as like a kind of typical teen L drama yeah. shit, but it seems to be getting really rave reviews. Yes, so could be interesting and you've got Fisherman Friends which is still out as well why? I'm not amazing but does the, does the trailer not give no, you but the fucking movie? that is appealing to an audience who do not give a shit about the other stuff it's, it's a certain audience who enjoy that film it's your mum isn't it? it's your mum it's your mum's your grand you're my mum's dead she doesn't care about Fisherman's it's, Friends it's she sucked all her Fisherman's Friends she's yeah, not doing it anymore it's, um, it's the mums <laughs> it's the aunties it's the grannies who, who want to go and see a film at the cinema they don't want to go and see us or they want to go and see a, or see a Marvel thing that is what film is for them they want to go and see something like that it's why is that a true story? I think it is, yeah. Is it? Yeah, That's so, What Men Want is still hanging on there as well. Have you been to see it? No. Are you going to? Probably not. You want to? Not really, no. Do you not? No. So bad it's good? No, I guess it's so bad. No. Um, but new out next week, we've got the, the newest in the Disney live action, Dumbo, is out. Which, so far, looking at early reviews, are saying it's amazing. I feel it warm. Then the dude in the Guardian gave it a 1 out of 5. Robbie Collin. I don't know who he yeah. was, but I'm thinking. I don't think no Disney film gets one star. Even I, even the worst Disney film will still bring yeah. out the kid in you. No matter how, the, the worst one you can think of is like fucking Sword in the Stone or something like that. Sword in the South. I still it's Disney. So, I mean, you fucking yeah. love it. I agree. And quick to see it. Michael Keaton's in it. Daniel Deal's in it. Colin Farrell's in it. Eva, Eva Green's in it as well. <laughs> and there's a giant elephant in it somehow. But they've even got the bubbles and stuff like yeah. that. The, the pink I want to know, did he go with the, uh, did he go with the whole um, trippiness? Seems to be in the trailer. Yeah. You've got the, I don't know if they'll go as, because that, that's a proper head fuck in the original yeah. one. You've got the mice in it. Yeah. You've also got Out of the Blue. What's that? It's like a detective procedural one with um, Patricia Clarkson. What's interesting? Tell me more. It just looks like she's investigating a murder, that's all I can really get from it. And it's like, a, I think she's a darkness in her past, and she's trying to follow and investigate something that might relate to her past, but also her future and stuff like this. It looks not dissimilar to your, your standard. Can it as a great? Yeah, great yeah. Pretty painful, yeah, so that's out as well. Okay. And you want Lords of Chaos out as well. Right, I'm really, really fucking confused by this. Lords of Chaos is an old film, well, five film. years ago. Is this a remake? This then? is one with um, Kieran, Kieran Culkin. Right, so while I talk to the, 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 the mic, talk, talk to the mic, like talk off camera, um, look up Lords of Chaos, it, and yeah. I am sure, uh, maybe not Rob Zombie, but somebody like that, but this, and even the cover... Are you, think, are you thinking of Laws of Salem? No, I'm sure I'm thinking of Laws of Chaos. It's got the same cover and everything, I'm sure. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm... Yeah, Lords of Chaos, a teenage quest to launch a black metal in Oslo in the very early 90s result of a very violent outcome. Is this the one that's coming out? That's when it's coming out. So look at is there another Lords of Chaos? On there. You uh, type in Lords of Chaos, but it'll give you two of them and it's showing all one that looks the same. 
No. No? No. You've got, which I think you're mixing up with The Lords of Salem, which is directed by, I think, Rob Zombie. Ah, maybe right, okay. They're, yeah. they're, the covers look identical. That's... So they're, they're out new this week, so Dumbo, Out of the Blue, Lord of Chaos, and also the other ones that I've mentioned before. Um, tell me where to find us. Uh, you can find us at Three Beers in a Movie, at Gmail, on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. Places uh, I've been calling, you've been... Richard. And we've been... Three Beers in a Movie.